God that is going to be ministering to us tonight. Over the years, I have watched Brother Luna and observed his life and his walk with God, his dedication, his zeal for the things of God, and I have come to love and appreciate this man so very much. Thank God for his burden for the youth and his commitment. He drives many, many miles to be able to minister in youth events and to offer himself. We appreciate Brother Luna so much. He and his youth team do a great job for the Apostolic Church of Jesus Christ. Brother Luna, come open your heart to us. Let's stand as the man of God comes, could we? In my opinion, this man is a giant among us. Brother Linda, we love you. Amen. Let's give the Lord a good hand, hand clap of praise. He is worthy tonight. Amen. It's good to see all of you. You may be seated for a moment. Let me get myself situated. That'd be all right. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. I'd like to give honor to the Lord Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Amen. And he is so good to me. I appreciate him so very much. I have fallen in love with him even more as the days go by. Amen. Amen. And I... I couldn't imagine living life without him or him not being there, him not talking to me or him not holding me at times. I just don't understand how so many fall out of love with him. Amen. And so I, I owe it to the Lord. All that I have, all that I've experienced, it's all because of him. I love him dearly and I give him honor today. Amen. Because he is my everything and he's worthy of all my life, my praise. Amen. To God be the glory. And I know that he's not done with me yet. He brought me back from the Philippines, so I know that he's not done. <laughs> Amen. Something I tend to say, you know, this time I got through. <laughs> this time I got through, so thank you, Jesus. We got all that taken care of. Amen. And so we're so glad. I appreciate Brother Hodge that went with me and did a fantastic job over there and amen the lord really used them and he had quite the experience and uh i know his wife is very happy that he came home amen she was uh blowing us up and saying you better bring my husband back brother Lou. <laughs> and i'm thinking i don't got him <laughs> the lord's got him <laughs> thank you jesus it's so Amen. So it's good to, it's just good, just good to have friends. It's good to be in this fellowship. Amen. I give honor to the bishop and his wife. Amen. I love them dearly and all my pastor and his wife, of course, and all the elders and ministry that's here. Amen. I appreciate the church from College Station coming. Amen. Amen. So it, it, again, it's just exciting to be in 2020. Amen. So I hope you're excited. Amen. And so I, I'm going to do my best to uh, preach to you the word tonight. 
If you have your Bibles, go ahead and get that out. I'm going to be reading in 1 Samuel chapter number 13. If I can get some water up here, that would be great. Awesome. to always be drinking his water. I'm trying to shake this nervousness off. Lord, help me in a minute. First Samuel 13, and I'll begin reading at verse number 19. And when you got it, would you say amen? amen. And the word of God reads, Now there was no smith found throughout all the land of Israel, for the Philistines said, let the Hebrews make them swords or spears. But all the Israelites went down to the Philistines to sharpen every man his share and his coulter and his axe and his mattock. Yet they had a file for the mattocks and for the coulters and for the forks and for the axes and to sharpen the goads. So it came to pass in the day of battle that there was neither sword nor spear found in the hand of any of the people that were with Saul and Jonathan. But with Saul and with Jonathan, his son, was there found. And the garrison of the Philistines went out to the passage of Michmash. Amen. I want to preach to you today with the help of the Lord, the forgotten blacksmiths. Amen. Will you help me pray right now? Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for all that you have done. We appreciate you, God. We know that you are here among us for your word tells us, oh God, that where two or three are gathered, that you are there in the midst. God, I ask you now to help me, oh God, that you would deliver your word through me, Lord. Let me be a vessel that you can move through and speak through, God. Lord, that it would encourage, oh God, your men, your, your men and women of God, the churches of today, Lord, that are standing for the truth of the word of God. Lord, in the name of Jesus, help me today to deliver it to the best of my ability that would bring forth fruit and glory to your precious name. We love you and we give you praise. And everyone say, in Jesus' name. Clap your hands one more time unto the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. The forgotten blacksmiths. First of all, let me talk a little bit about what a smith is. Uh, it is in the Hebrew, it says it is a fabricator of metal, uh, one who is skillful worker, a workman such as would rot of metal. In the Webster's Dictionary, it says it is a metal smith who creates objects from raw iron or steel by forging the metal, using tools to hammer, to bend, and to cut the other metal that it is uh, creating. It is a vigorous job. It is a dirty job. It is one that is not popular. You won't find them all over Israel. No, you couldn't find very many of them. Amen. And they had a specific duty. They had a job to do. And that was to provide the weapons for Israel for when they went to battle. Amen. That they would have the tools necessary. That it would be shaped properly. That it would also be sharpened properly. Amen. So that way when they went to battle. Amen. They began to put trust into the weapons that was put into their hands. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Nevertheless this job not being popular and being very dirty and vigorous. It was a very needful and important job. Amen. And no matter what country you came from. Amen. It was an important 
important job. And these smiths, they had to deal with high temperature heat and fire, amen, in order to forge or bend or shape the weapons and metal that they were to put in the other's hands, amen. It equipped the people necessary for the wars and the battles that was to come, amen. It was not a question on whether or not a war was coming or a battle was coming. They knew a war was coming. They knew a battle was coming. And so it was their duty to keep the fire going and keep the weapons being made and to forge them and to beat them and to create and shape them and sharpen them just the way they needed so when they went to battle they weren't standing there empty handed and the Philistines in this time like they've always done they seem to just be pleased to do whatever they wanted to do in Israel I don't know about you but I got a problem with that because that was not their country and that was not their people that was God's people and they were the enemy of God's people and they started to get wise in their own ways and they said listen I know what we've got to do so they conjured up this plan to say let's get rid of all the smith shops and all the blacksmiths and let's take them to our land and we will have rule over what they make and what they give to the people And so by any means necessary, let's stop Israel from winning the war against us. Let's bring the shops over here. Let's bring the smiths over here. Amen. The adversary of our soul still to this day is trying everything he can to remove the weapons out of the hands of the men and women of God, which is the church today. Amen. And he's trying to take away our good men and women of God, preachers, ministers, prophets, evangelists, and pastors alike. Amen. He is working vigorously to take us away. Amen. From the people that God has called us to pastor and to lead and to equip with the right weapons and with the right tools so we can face our battles, so we can win our wars. Amen. And he's coming against them daily in this generation. seems like more and more ministers are falling out of church. It seems like more and more pastors are letting go of their standards. It seems like more and more evangelists are turning in uh, the keys, turning in their license, turning in their standards. Amen. So they can follow after the ways of the world, follow after the charismatic ways, follow after the Trinitarian ways. Amen. And let's do whatever everybody else is doing on YouTube and Facebook because I like those ideas. So why don't we just go into the Philistine land and we'll get weapons from over over there amen it seems to work for them amen let's do what they're doing monkey see monkey do let's just all do what they want to do I refuse to follow their ways I believe God has given us an avenue I believe God has equipped us with good men and women of God that have the right tools and the right word at the right time Amen. to equip God's people with the right weapons and they are sharper than any two edged sword it's called the word of God Amen. and I refuse to turn away from the word that God has equipped us with from years ago They're getting casual in the pulpit. 
They want to wear jeans and t-shirts in the pulpit. Amen. And try to fit in with everybody else. Amen. That looks like what the charismatics are doing. That looks like what the Trinitarians are doing. I don't want any of that junk. I don't want any of those weapons. Amen. It doesn't do any good when it's time for battle. It doesn't do you any good when the war comes. They're afraid to preach the truth, afraid to tell it like it is, amen, because they don't want people to leave. Amen, let me tell you something. We don't do them any good by playing patty cake with them. Amen, we're not helping them by just giving them sugar and no salt. I refuse to go to the Trinitarians to get my weapons. I refuse to get on YouTube and look up what those preachers are doing. Amen. To get an idea for the church that God has called me to pastor. I rebuke that stuff in Jesus' name. No, I believe that God has given us an avenue. I believe God has given us a word. I believe God has equipped us with the weapons necessary to build and strengthen the church of the living God. It worked then, it'll work now. I tell you the first thing that they do. I'm gonna say some things now. Because they talk bad when we draw a line and hold the standard. So we might as well just talk about it. But when they backslide, the men wanna grow a beard every single time. And the ladies wanna chop their hair off every single time. Let me tell you something. Just because the Trinitarians do it and sing their songs, that's not anointing. I don't care how good they sound. I don't care how much lights they put upon them. Amen. That is not anointing. Amen. Real anointing is when you can reach out to the crowd. Amen. And sing that song for Jesus. And the Holy Ghost begins to fall just like it did on the day of Pentecost. I had somebody tell me, well, show me that in the Bible. You, <laughs> why do I got to do that to be submissive? I said, well, sir, I said, I'm not God. I can't see what's in your heart. But if you shave that thing off, I know you're submissive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Amen. Prove it to God and then prove it to your pastor. Amen. And when you can prove it to me, I know you mean business. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. I don't know why some of you ain't amening on that stuff because sooner or later you're going to face it too. And we start allowing everything in the church. Amen. You might as well cancel it out. Amen. The devil's after you to steal your weapons and to steal your joy and to steal your standard. Amen. But we got to draw the line that I want the old past. I don't want no new school stuff. I don't want no new doctrine. I don't want no new way. Praise the name of Jesus. And so it appears as if the Smiths of old have become forgotten. They're becoming a rarity these days. Amen. That if we preach the truth. And that, well, maybe God didn't call me because there's only five people here. Why do you judge the calling based upon the numbers that are in there? Whether you got one, ten, or a hundred, that doesn't mean that God didn't call you. Amen. God called you. Amen. You know that God called you. I don't need a number to tell me that God called me. 
Praise the name of Jesus. I don't need a financial number to know that God called me. Whether high or whether low, I know that he called me to the truth. I know that he dealt with me years ago. Amen. All the things that happened in my life, amen, it wasn't by accident. It wasn't by happenstance. It's because God ordained my steps. Because the battle was coming. Because the war was coming. Amen. And he was preparing me for the battle. He was letting me know, son, there's a war that's coming. Amen. I'll put the sword in your hand, but I can't swing it for you. Amen. You've got to swing it yourself. Amen. You've got to know how to use that weapon. Amen. Let me tell you something. Apostolics are known by the way we pray and we're losing our prayer lives. Apostolics are known for knowing the scripture and being able to quote the scripture. We're losing our ability to quote the scripture and to pray differently. Ask a charismatic to pray. They'll close their eyes and bow their head and listen to one person. But you get the apostolics praying. My God, and there's a there's a bona fide difference, baby. Amen. That when the apostolics pray, there's power in their prayer. There's an anointing that comes down. When they come to our churches, they hear the prayers going up. They begin to wonder, what is that? What is going on? That's prayer that's going on. That's people touching God. That's people crying out to God. That's a weapon. That's becoming lost in the people of God. Apostolics should be known for our prayer life. We should be known for knowing the word of God. Amen. And knowing the oneness of God. Amen. I don't need a search engine to look up scriptures. Amen. I ought to be able to know my word. I ought to be able to hide it in my heart. Amen. That I might not sin against it. We got to know that word. Because that word is my weapon. Somebody praise the Lord. And so they're going liberal. Taking the name off of the title of the church. They want to take off Pentecostal off the church. They want to take off apostolic off of the church. And they want to say we're just Christians now. Everybody can fit in here. I want everybody to know when they pull up that this is an apostolic church. I want everybody to know when they pull up we talk in tongues at this church. I want them to know that when they come here, that God is in charge and I'm not in charge. We don't got no stage lights. I ain't got no smoke. The only light that I got is the light that he gave me. He said, you are the light of the world. A city that's set on a hill cannot be hid. And the only smoke we got is the glory that falls whenever the worship goes up. So more and more are becoming liberal and saying, I still feel God, though. Well, if he was displeased, how come he still touches my heart? I still cry, too. That's the love of God. That happens everywhere. 
Amen. But don't mistake the love of God to justify our wrong actions. Amen. And to justify turning away from the truth that we know that is dear to God and to his people. Amen. These are the weapons that is becoming a rarity these days. And they're throwing them away. And it seems like they want to get all their tools from the enemy's camp. You may be seated. Philistines told Israel, if you want to sharpen your weapons, you come to us for that. And we'll do the sharpening. We'll take care of it for you. Don't you worry. We'll do it all for you. You Now just come to us. Have a dependence on us for the tools you need. You really think that they're going to sharpen their weapons the right way? No, they're not sharpening their weapons. It's becoming dull. It's getting rust on it. It's not being used. Because over here, we don't fight. We have peace. As soon as you get out of the fight, you're going to feel peace. Let me tell you why. Because the devil ain't messing with you no more. As soon as you let go of your standard, you're going to feel peace. Because the devil ain't messing with you no more. And as soon as you feel that peace, you better recognize, amen, that you got out of the battle. It ain't because God gave it to you. Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. It said a man at variance with his family. Mother against daughter. Father against son. He said, I came to bring that kind of sword. Amen. And that's the sword that I preach at New Life Apostolic Church. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. You want to know why we have problems in our family? It's not you. It's the stance that you take. You want to know why you have problems in there? Amen. With people in the church, it's the stance that you take. It's the word that you stand for. It's the word of God that you have drawn a line and said, whatever that says, that's what we'll do. Jesus warned us. He said, they'll hate you for it. I think we're beginning to forget the words that he told us. He said, they'll hate you for it. But then he said, but blessed are you when you are persecuted for righteousness sake. He said, but blessed. You know what that means? That means happy are you. That means happy are you when all manner of evil is spoken over you for my name's sake. Did you hear what I said? But instead of getting happy, we're getting sad about that because they're talking bad about us. They hurt my feelings. They're saying things on Facebook and social media. I ought to be the happiest guy walking around the planet because I'm fulfilling the word of God. He said that I'd be persecuted. He said that I would be hated. He said they would talk about me. He said they would put me down. He said that he would deliver you up and kill you for my name's sake. Think it not strange, the fiery trial, which is to try you, as if some strange thing happened. I'm getting discouraged, so I'll just close the doors. I'll just turn in the license. I'm getting discouraged now. I'm sad. Hey, church, let me tell you something. I've been there already. Amen. I'm still new at this, and I'm still learning. I don't know it all. Amen, but we got up to almost 90 people and then dropped back to 15. Amen. I'll tell you what I did the next service. I still had church. 
I told the remaining 15, I don't know what you came to do. I came to have church. I don't know what you're sad about, but God is still good. God is still good. Praise the name of, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Did I cry? Yes, I cried. Was I hurt? Yes, I was hurt. But I was determined to move forward. I was determined to put my hands on the plow and move forward in this thing and get my hands dirty. Why? Because God called me for a reason. God called you for a reason. I want to encourage the pastors today. Amen. Quit determining. Amen. The numbers as to whether or not you're called. You are called of God. You are anointed of God. You're the forgotten blacksmith. Amen. And you've got some weapons to make. You've got some sharpening to do. Jesus. And so that's what they want. They want us to go to the camp of the Philistines for our ideas, our sermons, our songs. I don't believe we got to sing all the Hillsong songs in order to have church. I told our singers, I said, do you realize how many messages God has given me in a year? And they said, no, I've never really counted. I said, neither have I, but it's a lot. I said, but if God can give me a message, sometimes two, sometimes three, in a single week, why can't God give you a song a month? You want to know what the preachers do, singers? We ask God for that message. God, give me a message. God, give me a word. God, give me something to tell them. God, would you anoint it? Amen. If our singers would pray and ask God, God, give me a song so I can sing it to the apostolics. Amen. God, give me a word. God, give me a melody. God, give me. Let's quit copying the Trinitarians for a change. You got the same Holy Ghost I got. Why you can't do your own song? Why you can't write? David was a writer. Amen. Because he had the power of God. He had a love of God. But he didn't have the Holy Ghost that you got. I'm trying to inspire you. I'm not trying to put you down. Amen. Because we're the forgotten blacksmiths. We've got weapons. You've got it in you to do it. My God, they ought to be copying your music. They ought to be singing your songs in their churches. My God, they ought to be playing your keys on the piano when they go back home. But why do we got to copy the Trinitarian? And so they want us to go to them. Here's my weapons. Will you sharpen them for me? Will you make me better? I believe we got what it takes. I believe we have all the potential. I believe we have all the potential and the anointing. I believe we have the anointing and the truth of the word of God. I believe we've got everything we need. Amen. For our battles and for our wars. Amen. Don't you lose your battle cry. My God. Look to someone next to you and tell them, don't you lose your cry. Don't you lose your battle cry. You still got a weapon in your hand. Amen. It's time to get a hold of that thing. Amen. Like they did in the word of God. That their hand cleaved to the sword. Because he had such a grip on it. He refused to let it go. Amen. Even if I'm the last one standing. I got my sword here. And as long as I got my sword. Amen. If God be for me. Who can be against me? So they want us to go to them. I'll tell you the best way, saints. 
Ministers, lay ministers, we got to fall in love with the Word of God again. We got to fall in love with the Word of God again. And get into that word and start reading and getting devotion and amen, having precious time with God in that word. Because you see, when I fall in love with the word, I've got a beautiful relationship with my pastor. See, your relationship with God, oh, let, 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 me, let me flip that. Your relationship with your pastor is a reflection of your relationship with God. Some of you don't like that. Amen. But if you don't got a good relationship with your pastor, I dare to say you don't got a good relationship with God. Because if you had a good relationship with God and your pastor, there's nothing he could preach that would offend you. There's nothing he could say that would push you out of those doors. You'd say, preach it to me. Preach it to me. I've got to have the word of God. I need the word of God in my life. Why would you say that? Because iron sharpeneth iron. I'm not soft as a pillow. I ain't no sugar cube. Oh no, I got some metal here. Amen. And my metal needs sharpening. My metal's got to be prepared for battle. Amen. I refuse to put it under something and just let it get dust all over it. And I don't use it. And when it's time for battle, I got no weapons in my hand. When you're in love with the word, you're in love with that pastor. I love my pastor. I love his. He's he's the best preacher. He's the best preacher. But I've heard it. I've heard it, pastor. I've heard it a thousand times. Oh, this is good. Oh, God brought me here. Oh, this is where the Lord wants me. Oh, I can feel the Holy Ghost. Oh, this is the best church I've ever been to until the... Bam, until the hammer comes. Bam, until the sharpening comes. Bam, until the steel gets a little hot. And all of a sudden, God didn't send me here. God sent me over there. In order for metal to be forged, the heat's got to be turned up first. Amen. In order for you to be sharpened and shaped the way God wants you to, amen, the fire's got to crank it up a couple notches. Amen. And God's got to put you in there. Amen. And so you can endure the test of time. And while you're enduring that test, the preaching's going to come on you. Well, why? He's doing that just to pick on me. No. Well, is it because somebody told him? No. No. It's time to find out if you really are what you say you are. It's time to find out if you really got what you say you got. Amen. Amen. I've had people tell me how they can do some stuff when things are good. But let some things get bad. Let the battle come. Amen. Let the war come. All of a sudden, they ain't got no weapons. I don't know what to do. They where are your weapons? Where are your weapons? It's in the camp of the Philistines. That's where it's at. Amen. You thought you didn't need them. Amen. You thought you weren't going to have to fight anymore. Guess what? This is the apostolic church, baby. Amen. And we fight in this church. We sacrifice in this church. We pray and fast in this church. Amen. We pray. Amen. Until something happens. Amen. We don't do no little five-cent prayer. Amen. We pray for hours. We cry. We cry. And we cry. Why? Because God, amen, has to answer me. I've got to have an answer. But things are becoming a rarity. 
The word sharpen, it means to make more intense and effective by using metal against metal. To be severe with fierce sharpening. My pastor used to always say, the preaching ain't hard, the preaching's sharp. (laughs) It's sharp because it's sharpening you. Praise the name of Jesus. When my heart's right, the message is never hard. It might be my heart that's hard. Amen. But the message is never hard. Amen. The Bible says the way of the sinner is hard. Amen. But my yoke is easy, Jesus said. Take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. So when the battle comes, I'm not caught without a sword. I'm not caught without my weapons. I'm not caught not knowing what to do. I know what to do. I've been training for this. Amen. I've been preparing for this. My pastor's been equipping me and said, this is the sword. This is how you hold it. This is how you wield it. This is how you stand for truth. This is how you take the shield. Amen. And quench the fiery dart. This is how you do it. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 16 says, above all, taking the shield of faith. Wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Verse 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. There is absolutely no way that you have the armor of God without a blacksmith in your life. There is no way. Amen. Without a blacksmith. I have no armor. I have no weapons. And I don't know how to use it either. Amen. But people declare all over the world today how they have the armor. How they got this and they got that. But they don't have a relationship with their pastor. They don't have a right. My God. Amen. They don't have a right standing in the church. Amen. They want to be rebels. They want to be on their own. They want to be just Lone Star Rangers. Without a pastor... I can't be equipped. I can't be sharpened. I can't receive faith. I can't even fight. I can't even be saved without a pastor. But for whatever reason, everybody's going to heaven without submission and without obedience and without a pastor these days. Whoa. It's as if they're forgetting God's blacksmiths. And what they were sent for. And so the enemy's trying to pick them off one by one. One by one. Come on, come over here. You ain't got to do all that. Come on, you come over here. You ain't got to preach all that. Why, 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 why can't we just look? Maybe they don't have money for a tie. I'll give you one. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Why? Because this is the pattern that the old past have set before us. And I refuse to let 2020, 2021, 2030, I don't care what year it is, amen, to change the pattern that our elders have fought long and hard for, amen, and just throw it all away, amen, for some loose standards, amen. I refuse to do that because when the time for war comes, amen, I'm going to be found without spear, without sword, without shield, and God forbid I ask, Brother McCauley, what do I do now? Ought to never come out of the words of an apostolic Christian. Amen. Because we've been equipped. We have knowledge. We have vision. We have the tools. We have the armor. We have the word of God. We have men of God. We have the anointing. We got the Holy Ghost. We've got worship. We've got praise. We've got fire. My God. What else are you looking for? What else do you really need? Yeah. 
and it's becoming a rarity. Oh, whoa, I'm not done yet. Praise the name of Jesus. And so it's needed for the molding and shaping of the people of God. Let me tell you something. You can't be a blacksmith without fire. Fire is necessary. Praise the name of Jesus. And if you think just cooking up a bunch of encouraging words all the time is going to do it. Let me tell you something. I love them. I've heard people say it all the time. You can, you can preach it as hard as you want, but if you don't love the people, and that's exactly what we do. We've got to love the people. I believe in that 100%. I don't believe in just beating them up and not holding them afterward. I don't believe in that. Amen. I believe you got to love them. I believe you got to help them. I believe some need to be spoon-fed. Some are babies. I believe in all of that. But nevertheless, I, I don't believe that we've got to forsake fiery preaching for their feelings. Because it grieves me that so many young people are falling out of church. It grieves me that so many are making bad decisions. Because maybe, just maybe, somebody didn't want to tell them no. What if we would have told them no? It might have spared them. They might still be in our church today. Amen. They might still be there worshiping today. Amen. If we would have just put our foot down and say no. So what if it makes the family mad? So what if it makes the parents mad? Amen. You're the kids' pastor too. Amen. You're the grandkids' pastor too. And sometimes we've got to preach the word to every generation without fear. Without favoritism. Amen. Why? Because they are a soul too. And they deserve to be saved. Jeremiah 23, 29. He said, it's not my word like a fire. Say it the Lord and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. What happens when their heart gets hard? Needs to be broken. One of the best things to do that is the preaching of the word of God. Yeah. Amen. It's the preaching of the word of God. Amen. It's got to get in there and break up the fallow ground. Amen. And stir that thing up again. Amen. With fire of the Holy Ghost. Praise the name of Jesus. But now preaching is becoming lectures. That's correct. I believe in teaching, but not just lectures all the time. I can go to college for that. I can go take a boring class for that. And they pay for that. <laughs> but the preaching, what happened to fiery preaching? What happened to telling it straight? With anointing and fire in the man's eyes. Amen. Because he loves the people. And he's giving it all he's got with tears in his eyes. Amen. So much to the point it even hurts him physically. Because he's trying to save somebody's soul. He's trying to tell them. Amen. Thus saith the Lord. You've got to turn from your wicked ways. Amen. What happened to that? Amen. The blacksmiths are becoming a forgotten people. I want to encourage those that wield the hammer to smooth out the metal. Sometimes it hurts, but you got to do it. Amen. And I know sometimes you would rather not do so, but it's necessary for the smoothing out of some things. Amen. Because failure to equip them, then I would be no different than King Saul. I got all the tools. I got all the weapons, but my people don't have it. What a shame. What a shame. We got all the tools. We got all the knowledge. We got all the things we need to equip them. But I'm scared to give it to them. 
Because this generation tells me that I can't. The devil whispers in my ear, you shouldn't do that. They'll leave. Uh -uh. No, I've got to tell them the truth. I've got to tell them the truth. Failure to equip them is inexcusable. And how embarrassing it was that over 40,000 men of Israel were caught without weapons. Oh, but the king's got it. I heard Brother Garen say it earlier. His son, Jonathan, had it. Oh, they equipped the family, but not the rest of the people. Oh, Lord Jesus. Now, I better move on and leave that alone. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 through 6. I'm almost done. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And that's what we need. We need knowledge of God. We need vision of God. And we need fiery preaching from God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. I'm ready to have some revenge on some disobedience. I'm ready to take a stand on those that have tried to say you don't got to do this and you don't got to do that. You don't got to do that. And that's for the old people and that's for the old ways. No, I want to take a stand for that to say that this is the weapons that God has put in my hands to give to the people. And I refuse to create some foreign weapon, amen, with some foreign sharpening, amen, that wasn't from God. And he gave some, Ephesians 4 and 11, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying, the building up of the body of Christ. You got the tools to give them. You have the visions to give them. You have the anointing to impart to them. My God, they ought not be looking up anything else, amen, because they can receive it from you. Amen, amen. I want to encourage, I'm trying to encourage you men and women of God. Amen. Stand firm in what you've been taught. Amen. Stand firm in this straight and narrow path. Amen. Where there be few that walk thereon. Amen. Hold to the word of God. Hold to your standard. Hold to your convictions. Don't be afraid to preach your convictions. How else are they going to learn? They got to know what you believe. They got to know what you stand for. And they need to know why you do it. I had some young men ask me some questions. They said, why don't we do this? So I told them. They were like, wow, I wish I'd have known that. It was that simple. Yeah. It was that simple. And they're still on fire for God. Some of them are here today. Amen. Just because they wanted to know. I told them. I didn't tell them in arrogance. I didn't get on to them. I just told them the truth. And they said, wow, I didn't know that. Praise God. I know. I know. Wow. Not everybody is going to reject your stance. Not everybody is going to reject your preaching. Not everybody is, oh my God. Not everybody is going to say, hey, that was for the old people. I got young people receiving it. I got young people that are hungry. And you got young people in your towns that want the word, that are ready to receive it. They just need someone to tell them and give them the tools, give them the weapons that they need. So when they go to battle, they're ready for war. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on, sister. Praise the Lord. 
It seems to me there's so many men and women of God who are the who were once real apostolics and desired the old past. Philistines came in and took their shops to the enemy's camp and said, just make weapons here. Just do it our way. And when your people come, you sharpen their weapons this way now. Not the way you did in Israel. Because if you do so, it will be received with punishment. You see, the enemy makes threats, convinces you that he's got a better way. And that this is what's more popular. This is what everybody's doing. This is what brings the crowds. I've got to remember not everyone's going to make it. I've got to learn to find those who are hungry and stop wasting my time on those who want to be wicked. I've got to find those who want the tools for battle. Amen. And want to wield the sword the right way. Amen. They're out there. Yes, they are. They're out there. Amen. All you got to do is find that one and that one can reach the 20. Amen. Yes, they, they're still out there, church. They're still out there, men and women. Hey, pastors, they're still out there. There's still a harvest to reap. There's still a revival to preach. Amen. But you've got to stand firm in these last days. Don't waver. Don't go to the left. Don't go to the right. Amen. Don't worry about what they say about you. Don't worry about if they persecute you. Don't worry about if they put you down and talk bad about you. Don't worry about if they leave and go to some liberal church. They'll remember the way you love them. They'll remember the way that you preach. They'll remember the power that fell down in the house of God and one day their spirit's going to be starving for that again and they're going to say I know where to go for that amen I know where to go for that kind of preaching I had a couple come just the other Sunday and they said I thought that this didn't exist anymore I didn't know that there was still a church like this I said that's because you haven't been here yet amen it's still here the fire still falls the anointing still falls miracle signs and wonders are still for those who are hungry maybe you've lost your hunger for real miracle signs and wonders maybe you've lost your hunger to have revival and to pray and fast for 30 days my god where is the hunger where's the anointing where are the blacksmiths where are the weapons that god has given us amen you got the tools you got the weapons it's time to pick up that weapon and go to war Right now, I'm trying to preach this with love, but I'm trying to encourage you in the Holy Ghost. Is there a man and woman of God here tonight, maybe even a pastor, maybe a pastor's wife, that you've been discouraged? Amen. And the enemy's trying to steal all your tools. Amen. And you thought your tools weren't good enough that it's time to subvert to others. I don't know. I don't know. It may not even be all that. Maybe you're just discouraged and you need a little boost today. This is for you. You are the forgotten blacksmith. But God sent this preacher tonight to tell you, I haven't forgot you. I have not forgot you. I have equipped you. I have given you the tools. And it's still a good sword. It's still a good tools. It's still just as sharp as it's ever been. Amen. It's time to pick the sword back up. It's time to get back into the battle. It's time to go back to war. Amen. You can't have revival without a fight. You can't have souls come in without a war. Amen. And if you want to see your church turned upside down, you better get your weapons and get to beat that steel 
healed again so I can have revival. I went to the enemy's camp. Anybody? And I took back what he Anybody stole tonight? from me. Come and receive the encouragement of the Lord. And I 